Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Did anybody else get that countdown then to going live? The three, two, one. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I've never seen that before. How exciting! No, that was a new feature. I think last week I recorded three podcasts last night. It was great. There we go. Then the brand new feature for Grapplecast: the countdown to going live to record <laughs> the podcast. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome everybody, as always, to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, Taryn, alongside Dan, Joe, and Jamie. And how are we all doing on this fine summer's evening? What's up, Oos? Yes. Crushing it, living the sun. Yeah, What's great. up, Oos? Crushing it. What, like his car? Well, if you do 50 miles an hour through a red light, that might actually happen. You never know. I don't know if he crashed it or not. Did he crash it? We are no. going to get on to this. I mean, what what a way to start the podcast. Straight into the news. <laughs> he went through a red light. Then they pulled him because he went through a red light. And he's like, yo, what's, so up? what's up, Boos? I've been out for beers, yo. And they're like, oh, right, breath test. Yeah, you're well over. They kept him in. Like, usually, like, they would release you the following afternoon. They kept him in, like, <laughs> continuous through the next day. He was like, I think he blew a, the league, well, the lim- legal limit in America is 0.08. In the UK, it's 0.26. He blew a, two, a 0.208. Oh, so, so he was over. He so was went, well over. Yeah, pretty much, like, 180 times over the limit that he should have been. 0.08 in America, they didn't like to have fun over there. You can tell English <laughs> love to drink and just basically like, yeah, we're going out for three pints after work, but I'm still going to drive home. I'm still under the limit, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> have a drink. Get to Hooters. Get them tasty, tasty wings and enjoy whatever's on. And then have a drive home. That's See, that's why we don't have a Hooters. We used to have Hooters over here. I don't know if there is still is. We used to have one in Cardiff. But we don't have Hooters over here anymore. I, I think there's one. I think there's one Hooters in the. U- I want to say it's in Birmingham. Is it no, it's in Nottingham. Nottingham, Nottingham that's Nottingham. it. Yeah, there I almost visited go. it. Yeah. The UK's only Hooters, Nottingham. I mean, me and Jamie have been to Hooters in New York. It is the it's on London Road in Nottingham. That's where I got the London. <laughs> no, we need to go to Nottingham. Mondays, all you can eat wings, only eleven ninety nine. They've got a record as well. I think if you eat a certain amount, then you make it on the board. But the one in Cardiff, it was like 139 wings you had to eat. I'll do it. I did that in one hour. Oosh. It takes two and a half hours to drive from where me and Jamie are to Nottingham. I mean, it's just past well Derby. Way, isn't it? I'm pretty sure WWE is in Nottingham in September live. Nottingham. How long does it take to get to Birmingham from Newport? Is it about um, two and a half hours? Hour, is it? hour 45. Hour 45. Birmingham. So it's only going to take about the similar amount, two and a half hours for you guys. That's it. We should do the meetup, Nottingham. <laughs> two yeah, and a half hours Michael each Cole way. said, if you're travelling from London to Newcastle, it's only a swift two-hour drive. So. Oh, we ain't going to it. We said, aren't we? I can't Not remember what it was. I can't even remember what it was. I'm sure we've mentioned this. It on was the Neville, it was. Before. They were like, here's Neville. He's from Newcastle. It's just a short two hour drive from London. JR said about William Regal, he said, oh, he worked hard on the docks in Blackpool. <laughs> there ain't no docks in Blackpool, believe me. We've got three piers and a tower and an amusement park. That's Blackpool. There ain't no docks. There ain't no ships that come into hey, Blackpool. We, we got Not docks in Newport, the 1800s. So. 
JR is right. There is nothing more exciting than watching WWE Dynamite. Did we hear about that? Did we see that? I watched it, yeah. I'll tell you what, one of the best episodes of Dynamite I watched. It was very, very good. Amazing. I, I was enthralled pretty much all the way through. There was a couple of bits that bored me, like the um, the women's tag. But apart from that, everything else was all golden. Main event, MJF, Sammy Guevara. Great main event as well. I like. I, to be honest, um, I watched it with Dean. Um, he does. He hasn't watched AEW before, and he's like, "Why is like every person accompanied by another ten people, and they're just all stood there yeah. without facial expressions and just not do?" That's why there's so many factions. They all just stand there and do nothing. What do we think then about the stick that Jay? I mean, we were talking about Jimmy Uso. We'll go on to that in a minute. Then, since we've moved quite swiftly on to <laughs> Jr. But what what do we think about the stick that he's got? I mean, a lot of people have given him stick for it. It's not the first time he's made a mistake, and it's not the first time he's made a mistake specifically to do with the WWE. You know, he's called the AEW Championship, the WWE Championship, or he calls Kenny Omega, I think, or John Moxley, the WWE Champion, one of the two. So, you know, he's making a lot of these mistakes. Um, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, have thrown the, the backlash at him. There's a lot of people that still support him, and I think rightly so. You know, people make mistakes. Does it warrant this backlash that he's getting and this criticism? You'd never hear that mistake on WWE television. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. And I'll give you that. And I mean, I'm not making excuses for the guy, but you know, he's 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 getting on a bit now with his age. But uh, it's not the end of the world, is it? Yeah, he's so like, used to calling WWE matches. He's so used to saying announcer for WWE for like twenty five. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and he hasn't been around that long. That's why it will never happen in WWE. No business has lasted that long. But what I would say is, if 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 the shoe was on the other foot, if JR suddenly went back to the WWE and he called the WWE Championship the AEW Championship, or he said, Welcome to AEW Monday Night Raw or something. He'd be out the door as soon as the episode of his recording. I think they would get rid of him because that's a big thing to mention your competition on TV. But I think it just goes to show the relationship and that like family relationship and trust that he has within AEW that, you know, Tony Khan's mentioned it. People make mistakes and somebody shouldn't lose their job over a mistake. But I feel he'd be treated differently or somebody else would be treated differently on the other show, on the other program as, um, Eddie Kingston would say on the other program in the competition, um, I think they would be treated differently. I mean, look at what was he called? Chapu was the commentator on Raw. Mike Adam Lee. I, no, well, no, that's a different story altogether. <laughs> the one recently, Ad, Adam oh, Vidic. I mean, what? He had a couple of weeks and he was out the door because they didn't like him. He called me. WWE title, AEW title, they probably get rid of you during the advert break. He's like, he's a train. Break. Braun Strowman was a train. He's like, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> like, what? Any sense? <laughs> but it's going to happen. It's going to be on uh, Botchermania in two weeks' time, and then we're probably all going to forget about it. But the Mike Adamley situation. Until he makes it again. Yeah, the Mike Adamley thing. It stays with us forever. The, the WEDF Championship and Jeff Harvey. Hardy. I love it. Like it was right at the end of the show. Like it was just a, a passing comment. Like, and he is the voice of wrestling. I think he obviously is going to have a little bit more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Leeway when it comes down to it. like people are going to forgive him, and he apologized on Twitter after after it happened as well because he knew he did it. He knew he did it. He knew he'd done it, and <laughs> he and I knew he did it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so. It's JR, like, 
if, if does he need to apologise? Does he no. need to apologise? I no. mean, really? No. I mean, I can see why he does, because he's a stand-up guy, but, you know, he's a gentleman, and he's a professional, and he doesn't want to make mistakes, so he probably takes it quite to heart when he does make mistakes, or he certainly probably takes it quite to heart when people are criticising him over the mistakes, but, you know, for God's sake, he's paid his dues, he's been a commentator for the best part of over 30 years now, and, mm-hmm. you know... WCW and WWE, the you know him and King, but him especially, uh, you know you could argue, especially for this generation, the most recognised voice in WWE. But in wrestling, I would say, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and so because he bloody calls the title a different name, or he calls the show a different name on a mistake, get real people for God's sake. You know, people are going to miss him when he's gone. He might not be as good as what he once was. I still think he's a lot better than some of the commentators we get out there. He's a lot better than Excalibur, for Christ's sake. <laughs> you know, that's not hard. And he's a lot better than you know uh, a few of the people that we've seen over WWE and Impact over the years since you know JR left. Um, but again, you know, he, he's he's not as great as he once was, and and neither is he going to get back to that. Of course, he's not. But Give the guy a break, for God's sake. He's still better than most people. On a plus, though, Jericho's commentary on that same episode. I, I was one of the highlights of the show. I really enjoyed Jericho. Now, as he got better, because I liked Jericho when he first started doing commentary on Dynamite, but then he got a bit too shouty and a bit too taking things away from the match. People give Michael Cole, for example, a lot of criticism for not calling the match and talking about the story and, and, and taking it away from the action. Jericho has started doing that. So was he better this week? Yeah, a lot better. He, he, he told a lot of backstories. Um, you know, he was um, playing like a face heel kind of thing, um, working with matches and storylines. I, I overall enjoyed it. He put a little bit more energy into it. Like where usually you've got Excalibur, Tony Schiavone and JR. And it sometimes can be a bit monotone, but with Jericho, it was that extra bit of spice that you wanted. And we all thought Jericho was going to go. He's been here ever since, hasn't he? We all I'm sure I there. said in our unofficial predictions, not part of the league, that the inner circle would win the stadium stampede and he'd still be around. I'm sure some other people, you know, i.e. Dan, who's supposedly top of the prediction league. Oh, no, he isn't. I'm who is top it? of the prediction what? league. No, no. top of the quiz. You're top of the quiz. I'm sure, though, people said, oh, no, he'd be gone, Jericho, will be gone, he's touring with me. Yeah, but that's the way it looked. But you look at the tour of... Um, it, we can tell AEW's coming to the UK soon because they've just announced the UK tour of Fozzie. I just got my tickets for Swansea as well. I'm well looking forward to it. And they're all going to the Comic-Con as well, aren't they? Telford Comic-Con. Yeah. I did see that, yeah. So one would assume they're going to put on... Oh, they are going to put on an episode of Dynamite in the UK, aren't they? We need to Where go. would it be, though? I mean, usually it's Manchester. the O2. Well, if you think Where about MEN Arena and the U O two, their usual places for us. But do you remember? Do you remember when Manchester Evening News Arena? Yeah, these days it's called the Manchester Arena. But do you remember when TNA did a tour, um, a couple of tours in the UK, and they went in WWE stomping grounds? They went to the um, Cardiff's Arena, the Motor Point Arena, and WWE got so few men they didn't put a show yeah. on in Cardiff for about five years because. They, that TNA went there and they did consult them. So if you're looking at somewhere like an AEW, you could do an arena, but it needs. To, I would think a big Fulham. stadium. Which, Fulham. which Fulham. <laughs> yeah, Fulham Stadium would be quite good. Which Comic Con is it that they're doing? Telford, just outside Telford, of Wales, yeah. Yeah, near the it's, near it's, the Midlands. It is the Wales Comic Con, but it's in Telford. In that case, I think they'll do their show from the Birmingham NEC. It's a big arena. It's bang slap in the middle of 
the UK in sense of England, and it's a stone throw away from the outskirts of Wales, where Telford is, where Comic Con will be. So I'll say they'll do it from the Birmingham NEC. That'd be a quite good arena, and it's like you said, it's right in the centre of the country, but they're not going to get the O2 arena. That's the WWE. They're there um, all the it'll time. It'll be Wembley or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't see a lot of WWE events held here. So if it, if they're going to look towards the north, I'd say Liverpool. The M- well, the Scotland, the MNS like, Arena, the Hydro, the Hydro usually the do ICW, so the Hydro is really it's, big. Um, oh, there we go. The N- oh, uh, pardon me. Apparently, it's not called the NEC anymore, or it is, but it's it's new kind of official name is the Resorts World Arena. I mean, good what, God, Manchester. Um, no, the Birmingham. Oh, okay. So its capacity is just over 15,500, 15,685. So they could fill that. It's not too over the top. First time Dynamite, AEW in the UK, TV taping. They could they could fill that. They could even potentially do a couple of shows, a couple of recordings. That's what they usually I think, do. I think well, they'll it, do like a special show. Like obviously this whole July, they're doing a special show. Like they're doing a special episode of each episode of Dynamite, aren't they? So if yeah. they did do one, I reckon it would be like a special show over here, like British Invasion or British Takeover. They won't yeah. take over. Like a, like a themed episode like of that. Dynamite. It'll be a themed Dynamite, and I think it would be Plus like... Plus they'll do 10, Rampage 10, as well. That, that's the name of the new show, isn't it? Rampage. So they're not going to fly back to wherever else to go and Unless... do Rampage on a Friday. So they'll record a Dynamite and a Rampage from wherever in the UK, I assume. Unless I know they are wanting to go quite big in the UK, they might just do a pay-per-view because WWE refuse to do pay-per-views in the UK now. Imagine if they did. Imagine <laughs> if we had a Dynamite pay-per-view. I mean, we'd be going to that. Dynamite, AEW pay-per-view. We'd be going to that. Yeah, and yeah. the best thing is AEW's pay-per-views are usually on a Saturday night. So there's yes. a weekend in wherever we go. it is, if it's Birmingham, if it's Liverpool, if they decide to do London... No need to book off that Monday morning because we've got the Sunday to travel back and recover. Exactly. (laughs) Happy days. A win for us. Absolutely. Right, let's talk about Uso then. We were talking about him and we moved on to JR and AEW. (laughs) So for anyone who hasn't heard, unless you've been living under a rock, um, Jimmy Uso has been arrested for the second time in just under, or just over a couple of years, should I say, unfortunately for a DUI. We don't know the full details yet, so they haven't come out, so we have to be careful on what we say. Um, But, you know, effectively what you said earlier, Dan, regarding the traffic lights, the running of the red lights. um, And he was then, of course, pulled over, breathalyzed and he's blue over the limit. Um, It's difficult to talk about. You know, when when wrestlers go through certain things, whether it be to do with drugs or alcohol or whatever, it's never nice. I mean, you look at Kurt Angle and luckily he managed to get himself out of that rut. He had a couple of DUIs and he sorted himself out and he's, you know, he's getting on with things and he's living a much cleaner lifestyle now from what we understand. And fantastic. Um, with Uso, is it a case that he's just not going to learn or do we think they can get him out of this rut that he's in because it quite clearly is an issue because it's happened a couple of times in the space of a couple of years and he's going to be a lucky boy to keep his job the way that it's going. There's been no official confirmation yet other than the dirt sheets are saying that the senior figures in WWE are fuming. They are not happy and that's understandable because it doesn't put the company in a good light. You're representing a global brand and you know, you're doing a crime. Um, two times in the space of two years. So, you know, where do we think this is going to go with this? 
I mean, look at Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy. I mean, they're still with the company. I mean, Jeff Hardy's been and gone. Randy Orton's been in the company consecutively for nearly 20 years. And is this he's a case, though, many that, strikes. Is this a case, though, that this is Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton over the Usos? Yeah. We're talking main event, well-known, worldwide established yeah, names. Uso is, like I said, it's a family, isn't it? I mean, look at his family connections. Yeah. Roman Reigns, The Rock, like... <laughs> And I know we were saying it about like Bo Dallas and and IRS and stuff like. If you had to talk about family connections and biggest stars in WWE history, The Rock is one of them. So I'm pretty sure he's definitely gonna protect the Usos and Roman Reigns and hopefully give them jobs for life. I mean, if The Rock decided that he didn't want to do films anymore, he would go straight back to WWE open-handed, even if he was a drug addict. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying The Rock would be. I mean, I mean, he's a gym addict. I mean, you've seen him on fucking Instagram at 4 a.m. in the morning, like, yeah, you've got to pump it up. You've got to live your best <laughs> life. I'm The Rock. <laughs> but, but with Jimmy, I think it is the case that they will say to him, are you going to turn this around? We can't keep, you know, I think it was only a small amount of bail. I think it was only like 500 pounds or dollars or, or something. But if they say to him, look, are you going to try and clear this, you know, clear this up, make sure this doesn't happen again? Because it's really bad press on the WWE that he is, you know, oh, you're that wrestler, they Google him, and then all of a sudden TMZ get involved and everyone knows his business. But I know they've just written him off telly for a short while um, through that the angle with Edge. But if it is a case that he does want to improve, then fair enough, give him a chance. Um, but I think it is that discussion that they've got to have, WWE have to have that discussion with Jimmy Uso to say, look, are you happy? You know, is there anything that we can do? Because- any more chances, how many more chances can I give him, though? Yeah, it's one of those ones. That, yeah, it has happened beforehand. It's yes, it's happened again. But also with it, there are programs and ways of being able to set this straight. Um, you know, I'm not saying that that's something that everybody should do. They certainly shouldn't. It's, it's you know, they, you shouldn't drink and drive. It's going to endanger everybody. You know, other road users and pedestrians and all sorts. Um, and you know, he's got to think of his image and his career as well. But I think it's WWE's decision to have a chat with him and say, look. Do you want to sort your situation out? And if he does want to sort the situation, out, rehab or something. Potentially, they they could give him that option. It might just be a case that he had a, a few too many, and he thought it was safe to drive. It's never safe to drive, you know, when you've had a, a bevy or two. Um, but I think it's WWE's chat to have with him and say, look, are you going to improve, or should we just let you go and you can come back in a little bit when when you're in a better place, you know? Interestingly enough, I had a look at it when he got his DUI a couple of years back in 2019. He didn't get suspended. There was no 30-day suspension from the WWE, or there certainly wasn't one announced, unless there was a secret one. I don't think there was. Um, I would be very surprised. I, I'm, I'm not suggesting he's going to get released from his contract for this, but I would be very surprised if there isn't a 30-day suspension based on the fact that this is the second time. Mm. And if there is a 30-day suspension, he's lucky that it's his first and it's not his second. Yeah. Um, because if it was his second, it'd be a 60-day suspension, and then he's one away from being released from the company. That's their policy. You know, ever since the Benoit tragedy... They brought in the 30-day, the 60-day, and the ninth, I believe the 90-day suspension as well. And then on the fourth occasion, four strikes, you're out, boom, yeah. kaput, gone. Of course, there's always the option to rehire somebody later on down the line if you give it a year or two. But certainly at that time, it's boom and gone. So, you know, he's lucky this isn't his second. He might be second strike as far as 
tick second tick next to a piece of paper, but it's only going to be his first one as far as an official suspension if he gets in one. Maybe that's what he needs. I'm not, you know, I'm not suggesting that somebody should be suspended. Um, that's for a company's internal policies and HR human resources side of things to decide on. But maybe that's the kick up the backside that he needs to go, look, if it's not serious enough that you've been arrested twice in two years and that you're endangering not only your own life but other people's, now you're getting suspension from your job for 30 days and it ain't going to look good. Mm. No, exactly. It doesn't look good on him. doesn't look good on the company, the family name, the head of the table. Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, they need, they need to sit him down. They need to say, you know, oops, you're representing the family here. Head of the that, table speaking. That's a good point, though. The fact that... He's arguably, him and his brother, in the highest position card-wise, storyline-wise, and position on a television programme than they've ever been. Yes, they've been a very popular tag team, especially when they were faces. And even when they were heels, they were one of the top heel tag teams. You know, multiple-time tag team champions now as well. But as far as a prominent position on the card, they are in. Okay, yes, it's Roman Reigns, but they're stood next to Roman Reigns. They're part of the storyline, both of them. Jay Moore over the last year or so, of course. But since Jimmy started to come back in the fold, he's got more involved in it now. He's never going to have a better opportunity between him and Jay to be in the position that they're in. And this could affect Jay. How many times have we seen it where, you know, partners have been injured or suspended or released and it's dragged the other one down as well we've seen it multiple times and he needs to think not only does he need to think about himself and the company he needs to think about his brother he needs to think about the other talent he's putting in his position it's not going to affect roman reigns of course it's not it could affect jay well the last year or so they've been maybe building up jay so they've been building up as made about jay so like if this was like last year and this happened, and then I would agree with you. Then they'd be like, Oh, well, we don't want Jay Uso because he's part of the Usos without the, the tag team together. We don't want the we either want them together or not at all. But the last year, he's maybe like stepped up his game and had really good matches against Roman Reigns and Helen Sal and like Roman Reigns' right hand man. I think if Jim Uso went, I don't think it would necessarily hit Jay because of the last year or so. I. I agree with you, but my worry isn't necessarily now. It's when the Roman Reigns storyline is over. The current storyline, not necessarily Miss Champion, but the head of the table type storyline, because storylines don't last forever. There's always going to be some sort of change in storyline or character or persona or direction. And Jimmy and Jay aren't always going to be aligned with Roman Reigns storyline-wise. There will be an end to it. And then when it comes to its natural end, especially with tag teams, what tends to happen is they just go off and become a tag team again. If there's no Jimmy, because he's been released, let's say, what do you leave with Jay? Is Jay strong enough, after the Roman Reigns storyline is done, is Jay strong enough to stand on his own two feet and be a single wrestler on an upper mid-card platform? I think so. I'm not, it's good to think you are, because I'm not convinced, so it's nice to see that somebody does and to get that different perspective on it. You think he'd be able to do that? Yeah, I think that, you know, he showed his worth when he was in the Hell in a Cell matches. And we're looking at that from an outside perspective. If you look to that match, everyone's going to go, Roman Reigns is going to absolutely destroy him in Hell in a Cell. Why is he even in the main event? But then you're watching the match. It's going 20, 30 minutes. You're, oh, he's got a chance here. And you start to win the fans over. 
I know he keeps you know drawing the comparison of can you see this person win a, a US title, intercontinental title? Yeah, I could see him winning those belts. I could see him tagging with other people. I could see him being in storylines. Like I could I could think of three different storylines top of my head right now that could work with him. You know, he's brawling against Cesaro. You know, Cesaro is a, a clean cut wrestler who does all of these grapples and Jimmy's cheating to win and undercutting him and things like that. There's tons of stuff that you could do with him. Um, so I think the sky's the limit. Yeah, he's a great tag team wrestler, but I think over the past year, you've actually seen what he can do on his own. You know, he's an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle winner. He did that on his own. Um, so sky's the limit for him. I think he can. But if the question is, can he be a WWE champion? I can't see it. You know, his dad I mean, had the chance and he didn't win the belt. So, I mean, I mean, looking at arguing that though when you were looking at classic tlc matches edge and christian dudley boys jeff and matt did you ever see jeff hardy as a world champion at that a, time a lot of people did um you know everybody could see certainly with edge you could see edge going away from no christian. But i meant like like jeff hardy breaking away and becoming champion when they were the hardy boys when they first started off no when in 1998 when they were there and they both looked at that exactly the same what dressing the same no I, I couldn't see that breaking away but when it was in the 2000s 2001s you know when they were winning the europeans and intercontinentals yeah. on their own you could start to see them putting in the cogs then. Mm. Um, and people people would always go, who's your favourite, Hardy? Oh, Jeff. And everybody would say Jeff. Nobody would want to be Matt Hardy if you're wearing his fancy dress. So yeah. you could you could start to see it as they evolved in 2000s, 2001s. But I, I agree with you. In 1998, when you were looking at him as a tag team, no, I couldn't, I couldn't see him splitting up at all. The dangerous thing with the Usos is, though, is you could always distinguish Matt and Jeff Hardy against each other. And what you were saying a moment ago about um, you know, could you see him becoming champion? I'm not sure if I ever thought Jeff Hardy would be WWE champion, but I always thought he'd be the more successful or popular one. Now, that's that's opinion because a lot of people now, certainly in the last few years, would say Matt Hardy's peak Jeff Hardy with the broken gimmick and all that kind of stuff. So that's a different conversation altogether. But certainly the Attitude Era in the early 2000s, you would say Jeff's was going to prevail and do a bit better. The problem with to me with Jimmy and Jay even though they've been with the company a few years now and their characters have evolved and they've got different personas now, I still couldn't tell you who was who. I think this is the thing as well, though, um, with the Bellas. They used to do the twin magic stuff, didn't they, where they used to like swap with each other or do the pretend tags, and that's what the Usos used to do. But then Nikki Bella broke away and she became one of the most successful Divas champion of all time. So... The possibility is there. A lot of people didn't couldn't tell the difference between Brie and Nikki until Nikki decided to get some transplants. Brie, so, no. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> think what Jimmy or Jay could do to distinguish themselves, maybe get a massive tattoo on their chest to distinguish themselves as someone completely different, get a Brock Lesnar sword tattoo on their chest. Well, the one's got long hair and the other one's got shorter hair. The one um, has got like metal grilled teeth and the other one doesn't. Um, th their styles are slightly different as well. Like, if you ask me, like, show me a few pictures, I can tell you which is which. Um, same with Brie. Like, but with Brie and Nikki, to start with, I couldn't. But then as they developed oh, their characters yeah. and got older, you could. You know, one had longer hair, one had shorter hair, one dressed in it. Like, Brie always dressed in a you know, more hillbilly, like country kind of way. And Nikki just dressed like John Cena, really, didn't she? Backwards yeah. cap gimmicks. Um, but I think over time, they, they developed their characters. And the good thing with uh, Jey Uso is, as we mentioned, he's got that family background. So he's got 
three, four generations that you can refer to of what they've done. Um, you know, they've they've done the uh, Wild Samoans, they've done the sort of hacker sort of gimmick, they've done the rapper gimmick, they've done all sorts, you know, they can change it up. Uh, you know, you can see them in two or three years' time, you can have a completely different gimmick altogether. So the sky's the limit for them. Yeah, I mean, I think... To conclude, I think that's the issue with the tag teams, and it? it's hard to, with some people, it's hard to distinguish. I can't tell you the difference between Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley. <laughs> well, Moving they are on. brothers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, the breaking news, the more important news for today. If anybody Jesus has Christ. seen, you know what I'm going to say. This is the future. This is not the past. The XFL date, the return, is set. 2023 under the new ownership of Dwayne the Rock Johnson himself the XFL will be back for a third incarnation we'll give it a try 2001 2001 2020 and now 2023 it's coming home boys and I'm not talking about England winning the Euros the XFL will be back will it be successful the third time running uh no <laughs> uh, I mean, and there we go. <laughs> the NFL such a Goliath. I mean, I know with that, they XFL, can't even like... finish a season. Yeah, COVID happened. It's dreadful though. Like with wrestling, you can understand the pantomime of it. You know, it's we all know that it's you know, potentially fixed, and they they plan the storylines. You know, I know that with boxing, we're seeing it now with Mayweather and the Logan Paul brothers and whatever they're called. But with XFL, I try I've tried to watch one or two episodes of it when they brought it back a couple of years ago. It's clunky, they're stopping it, they're having arguments for no reason just because they want to make fans. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's all great. right, but can I see it being here in ten years' time? No. And how many bo- matches did you watch, Tavin? I watched I'm all of the I watched all of the Dallas Renegade ones. And it brought us Heidenreich. <laughs> oh, right. from, from which one the first season the second season oh so the 2001 the original incarnation of the xfl obviously i was too young to watch it live at the time and it probably wasn't on over in the uk so i've gone back and watched the odd um match the problem is the xfl in 2001 is completely different to what the xfl in 2020 was mm-hmm. the xfl in 2001 was just crap over the top throw <laughs> everything at it and you had the WWF at the time and Vince McMahon actually and the promos. This is the problem. They were using it more as a way to promote the WWE than they were the football itself. There's still JR and Jerry Lawler commentating on it as well, weren't it, for a little bit? In the 2001 2001 XFL, not in the 20... No, in the 2001 one. Yeah, 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 in 2001, yeah. Um, If anyone hasn't watched the 50-50 ESPN documentary on the XFL... 50-50? Is that not what it's called? 30 for 30. 30 for 30. What's 50-50 Why is it called 30 for 30? 50-50 was a kid's program on CBBC. 50-50 was a game show. Cameron was on it. I was on it 50-50 on CBBC. I was on that. Some of us are adults and have been on eggheads instead, okay? (laughs) You win. Can you win, Dan? Um, we did. We won on 50-50. Let's just say that I said that uh, Nancy Sinatra married Frank Sinatra, and I said that uh, Shinkenzen is daughter. a... Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, I, I said that Shinkenzen's a fruit, and it's actually a high-speed train in Japan. So, yeah, I did really well. <laughs> the bullet train. Well, you've been on it, and we haven't. That's the main thing. Right, let's get back to some wrestling. Jungle Boy, Jamie, you, you, I think it was you that mentioned this earlier. Jungle Boy was the first to make it to 50 wins. Is that true? 
That is correct. I was reading an article to say who do you think could be the first wrestler to reach 100 wins in AEW now that Jungle Boy has reached 50 wins. Um, just behind them, with, with about 42, is Young Bucks. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Jungle Boy, he's got a bright future, but, I mean, he does have an advantage. He does wrestle on, like, AEW Dark Elevation. AW Dark and Dynamite, so he could have two matches a week at, at some point, and they are giving him a big push. So you know he is winning a lot of matches. Then he has his tag team with with Jungle Express, his Jungle Jurassic Express, yeah. um, as well. Jungle so, Express, it's Jungle build, Express, no you Jungle Cruise with The Rock. You want to get George <laughs> with the Jungle out? You want to get like all all of them out? He is entertaining yeah. though. You look at him, and he, mm -hmm. you know, he, he um, his theme theme music is amazing, and like all of the normal, you know, um, neck beard wrestling fans love him, and the kids love him. He sells loads of action figures, or he will sell loads of action figures. Anna J loves him, so sky's the limit for the boy. Do you think this is my question to you guys? I know Taron doesn't really watch a lot of AEW, but. I've watched every episode. All right. <laughs> well, not everyone, uh, but I do. Name me In three wrestlers. <laughs> 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 I haven't won a title. I haven't won a title. Brian Pillman Jr. Jungle Boy hasn't won a title either. Neither is Eddie Kingston. Neither is um, Blue Pants herself, whatever she's called these days. Lever Bates. <laughs> Lever Bates. Neither is Evil Uno. <laughs> wow. Um, so my question was, how would you see Jungle Boy as a villain? Like, do you reckon he's just gonna have? Because again, like, you can't just be Jungle Boy for the rest of your career. He'd surely, have to lose all the like the Jungle Boy gimmick, and he just would he be like kind of Matt Hardy, where he's in a suit and he would just be Mister Luke Perry? Jungle, well, yeah, Luke yeah, Perry. he could be he could be Hollywood Luke Perry because his dad's. Um, that's a good idea uh, our famous actor is dead you're welcome like, again tony Khan. we come out with all the ideas hollywood, like, hollywood perry i like that yeah he could be like i'm um my dad left me a large estate i've got all this like like the millionaire lifestyle i i am uh, hollywood i'm Luke sick perry. of playing around with dinosaurs i'm here to win titles yeah and hollywood Luke perry. yeah there you go Boom. We don't even need you, Tavin. We don't even need to come to Or we you. could put him well, in a mask. What's your opinion, right? anyway? We could put him in a mask. My opinion is that they need to get rid of Marco Stunt. That's what they need to do. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we put him in a mask? And on their new video game, he could be the main character on their video game. And then he could Shark come out. <laughs> Suicide. That, that character from TNA. Just put him in a mask. He, he could come out in the mask. I, I still think there'd be a good idea. Like, you take an established person who's not doing well, whack a silly mask on him, they get over with a silly mask on, and then you take it off, and it turns out to be Baron Corbin. It's me, Austin! Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I days. think Hollywood Perry is our idea for a... Money. Uh, a heel jungle boy. Or he joins the Dark Order. Dark Order are face now, though, aren't they? They've kind of already said as well, like, the leader of Dark Order is Negative One. Yeah. Like, they've actually gone out publicly and said there's nobody else that they want to be the leader of it other than Negative One. It's his legacy. Yes. Negative One is Mr. Brody Jr., if you don't know Taron. 
He's on mute. He doesn't even He's care anymore. He's on mute, bless him. I know who, I know who negative <laughs> one He wears a mask. He's Brody Lee's son. He's done a bit of commentary as well on Dark. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Why can't better he... comment. Still a better commentator than Excalibur. That's not hard. But um, I like what they were doing on AEW this week where they were setting up the Hangman Page and Omega thing. They were planting the seeds in it in the ring where they had about 27 people in the ring talking about it. And then he came backstage and he's angry. You're like, dude, you're not going to pull the trigger. So we are. I really like that they're setting that up now. Yeah. Brilliant. About time, well, like, he's not going to turn heel any soon. He's not going to turn yeah. heel any soon. Kenny Omega's mutton chops as well. Oh, they Jesus Christ. Stupid. They look stupid. <laughs> Taryn, you should get some mutton chops. Fashion icon. I have here. I'll just shave all this bit off here, I will. And then just keep these bits at the side, shall I? I can be, I'll be Jungle Boy 2. <laughs> no, they can turn Jungle Boy into Hollywood Perry or whatever he was going to be, and then I'll just do what they did with Diesel and Ray, uh, Diesel and Razor Ramon, the fake Razor and the fake um, Diesel. I'll just become the fake Jungle Boy. Hey, fake Diesel actually got an elimination in the world. Fake Jungle Boy. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine if um, what's he called that dinosaur? That dinosaur, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. If he takes his, he's not really a dinosaur. If he becomes fake Jungle Boy, (laughs) (laughs) wow, fake Luchasaurus. They're going to do a May nineteenth again or whatever it is, and they're going to have (laughs) another Luchasaurus just pop up and attack him. (laughs) Come out of like a dinosaur egg. Is he promoting a film at the moment? (laughs) (laughs) Has anybody downloaded the free PS Plus game for this month? It is a scoop for everyone out. PlayStation 4 or 5 owner, PlayStation Plus this month, the free game. One of them is WWE Battlegrounds, if you haven't already got it. I downloaded it the other day, yesterday, and put it on, and I played the first match. And then I played the second match, which is a cage match against Samoa Joe. I had no idea how to grab the money, and I lost, so I turned it off in anger. <laughs> I've played it. i played about two hours' worth of it. I've got past the cage. Um, worthwhile doing, if you beat Samoa Joe in that cage, you get a trophy, bronze trophy for doing that. Um, well, how did but... you grab the money? I went up to it. I climbed the talent's not good enough to go out. You have to hold L1, and then it basically goes around. And once you've got a full money meter, it means that when you get to the top of the cage, it cuts it in half for pressing an X, a square, or a circle to get you out of the cage quicker. But you don't have to collect the money. You can just go out of the cage and just beat him up if you wanted to and counter him. So you don't need to collect any money to escape the cage? You don't have to, but it does help to speed it up. But um, they've got the funny but thing to is, grab the money, press L one. You hold L one, yeah. But there sh- we go. Did you oh. notice with the controller, the PS five controller? Sh- you got Jerry the King Lawler shouting names at you. Like, oh my God, it's Samoa Joe! And then they've created new characters. Oh, oh he's gone. There it is. He's the gone. He had enough. Have you played it, yeah, the funny thing about Battleground is like half the people on it and now really so they've got Billy Kay on there, Buddy Murphy's on there. Like if you look at the roster, like half of them have been released. Have you tried it yet, Jamie? Um no, I haven't been on the PlayStation because I was busy yesterday, but I will download it and play it for a game and then never play it again. Yeah, I, I put it like this I way. I am, I'm glad I didn't spend money on it, put it that way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to platinum it because there's only 13 trophies on there. And then I'm just going to go back on Horizon, which I've been playing beforehand, which is a lot more entertaining. You literally it's... get a trophy for turning the bloody game on on Battlegrounds. I started the first match and got a trophy. I was like, yeah, I've not done anything. Trophy-wise, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> the, the ones that I remember were um, 
pin somebody for the first time as bronze trophy, um, do a cage match bronze trophy. If you win a gauntlet match with six competitors, that's a silver trophy. Win a Royal Rumble with 30 competitors is a gold trophy. Perform 20 signature moves, bronze trophy. There's only 13 trophies, so it's oh, an easy well, platinum. For people that don't know as well, and just to clarify, this Battlegrounds game is a game where you're in cars, right? No, it's... Um, what? That's it, it, Rush no, no. Hour. They look like... Um, Rush Hour, something. that's a film with Chris Tucker. You're talking about Rush Hour. Yeah, Chris Hour. <laughs> um, you basically, <laughs> you look like a cartoon action figure and you okay. hit people, but your hands go in flames. And then at some stages, you can throw people into crocodiles and hit them with motorbikes. Um, it's basically a more cartoony version of 2K. Yeah, it's like, so do you remember All-Stars? It. It's like All-Stars, WWE All-Stars that came out on the PS3 and Xbox 360. But a bit more, I mean, it's worth downloading since it's free. I won't pay for it. I'll add it to my library, but I probably it, won't download it. Never play it. Never it's play okay. It. It's nice to play a wrestling game. I haven't played a wrestling game for a good couple of years and gives me a break from Horizon for a little bit. But I'm probably going to complete it within a week and go back on Horizon, to be fair. Fair enough. I'll stick right. with Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, dear God. Right, let's talk a bit about NXT. Dan and Joe, I know you'll be interested in this if you haven't already watched it. We had an announcement um, for a new breakout tournament. And we also had a return as well on NXT. Who wants to kick us off on, well, anything to do with what I just mentioned on NXT? Yeah, yeah. to be fair, um, with the breakout <laughs> tournament. Thanks, Joe. Um, with the breakout <laughs> tournament, they've... Um, they teased it last week with 205 Live. They were having qualification matches. So we got to they watch a couple... They need to tease it on 205 Live. There's no bugger else that's on there. <laughs> no, they, well, they did a couple of qualification matches. I felt really bad for Desmond Troy, who used to be Denzel Dejanet. You would have seen him a few times on Raw SmackDown. He does a couple of the squash matches. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the, the, some of the people that they've put in the um, six... Who are, oh, sorry, eight who are competing in it. I've heard of him. Trey Parker, I've heard of. He was um, in the X Division title match a good two, three months ago before he came to WWE. Um, and he had that match um, quite recently against, um, oh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Kylo Rhino. It was um, the NXT champion. Uh, tag, uh, and it was called the uh, Cruiserweight Champion. I've forgotten his name. Kushida? Um, that's him, Kushida. He faced Kushida, a really solid match. And um, there's also this Japanese guy who's been on 205 Live for the past four or five months. He's very flamboyant. He wears like Seth Rollins suits and he's got like long hair. Uh, very Shinsuke Nakamura-esque, actually, from the look of him. He's quite cool. Um, there's a couple of like grubby guys who look um, like Trevor Murdoch. Um, but there's a few other guys I've never even heard of. Um, they're describing them as brawlers and they've got suave. But it's a good way of introducing new people onto the show because you look at the breakout tournament two years ago, we didn't know who any of these people were. They were Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, Cameron Grimes, ACH. Um, we didn't know who any of these are. Um, Swerve Scott as well. And now you look at it, and apart from ACH who got released, everybody else in that tournament's done really, really well. Um, so sky's the limit. And they do need to keep refreshing their talent because the more people you're calling up, the more new established stars. You know, you look at that Zoe Stark skill. She won the tag titles on um, NXT this week and she's only been in the company for two months and she's won the tag titles with the Oshirai so it's good they're bringing those people forward and when they do come to the roster they're more well known um, so it, it only helps the product by introducing new people and if they don't get over they can put them in um, developmental for a little bit more but if they do get over they can sell t-shirts and hopefully sky's the limit for them mm. definitely uh, Tika Knox has just come back as well so there was like vignettes of like a charging battery, like one percent, two percent, three percent, four percent, and then on this week's NXT, uh, Tiganox come out and attacked uh, Candice LeRae. 
which was good. It's following on for the storyline that Candice and uh, Tegan were best mates, um, but they had Candice turn in heel, and basically Candice wanted to, um, Tegan Knox to turn heel as well, uh, but she ended up not doing it. She turned her back on there, so Candice ended up beating her up backstage, which was to cover up the fact she got injured again. But Tegan Knox is one of my favorite wrestlers, female wrestlers that they've, they've ever had. You know, I seen her wrestle in Shikara before she got signed when she was Nixon Newell. Um, she's wrestled on Dragon Pro. Actually, the last Dragon Pro wrestling show I saw in Newport, you could actually see her hidden at the back. It was at Christmas and she was at home for the holidays. Um, so you can tell she really cares about the pro wrestling product. But the, I just hope that they take it easy on her because she's yeah. been through two or three really bad injuries now. And it's going to get to a case where they go, you know what, we can't debut you. You have six months and then you're back off for another year. It needs to get to a point where, like um, Christian said on, on a podcast a few months ago, he was having concussion after concussion. But when the doctor said you need to stop thinking of concussions because you're always going to get them, mm-hmm. that's how you continue to. So she needs to go, right, I need to stop thinking I'm going to injure my leg. Just go out there and do what you can because otherwise – She's one of the best female wrestlers I've seen in a very long time. And I don't want it to call, you know, fall short on her. And Sky's the limit for her. You know, she can cut an all right promo. She sounds even more Welsh than I do. Um, and she's very good in the ring. So, Sky, you know, what's, it's um, for her. what's next for her then? She's going to get called up within the next six months. I can't see her winning the NXT title, but I can see her debuting on Aurora Smackdown. She had a um, dark match with Tony Storm this week. And Tony Storm's another one I could see being uh, called up. So I think it will be the case. You come up to around about a Royal Rumble, and then after WrestleMania, they call them up. Um, but I can't see her going for the NXT women's title. I think that'll be more towards um, a Dakota Kai or one of the other people who are more up and coming. But Tegan Knox, she's well-established. As long as she can stay strong, I see Aurora SmackDown in the future, to be honest. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm not we, sure um, if you, you mentioned it because it was a special event as well, weren't it? It was Great American Bash. It was the Great American night. Bash, it was, yeah. Red, white, and blue ropes and everything. Yeah. yeah. Did anything special happen? Yeah, they had. Um, um, they basically said that they're going to have Karrion Cross versus Johnny Gargano next week, but they've made Samoa Joe the special guest referee because they know there's going to be some shenanigans going down. Um, and also, Cameron Grimes went for the um, million dollar title, but he lost, so he had to become um, LA Knight's He's got his butler for the foreseeable yeah. future, which I think is going to be absolute gold. It's going to be hilarious, and I'm glad they kept the belt on Alan Knight because he looks like a, he looks like gold. He looks like a champ, um, and I think if Cameron Grimes got it within like two weeks of not being able to get it, it doesn't really develop the storyline. But you have Cameron Grimes as his butler. Maybe they go for a tag title, and then eventually they have another match at a couple takeovers down the road, and it just builds a storyline, long term storyline. Um, and then mm-hmm. he eventually wins the belt and gets a redemption story, and has Ted DiBiase in his corner. So it's great viewing. Cameron Grimes is money. Keep him there for a good few years. You know, the, the, like Joe said, it's to the moon for that boy. Smashing, mm-hmm. fair enough. We, we mentioned two hundred five live earlier, and we were joke. Uh, put that sly joke on there that there's no <laughs> one left after the releases. There was a couple of things on online today and on the dirt sheets about how WWE had put some um, plans together and even created belts, two new sets of belts for 205 Live. I think it was Jack Gallagher that mentioned it and they were going to bring in a Cruiserweight Tag Team Championship for 205 Live but with Lucha Libre rules Oh, wow. which would then have developed into a trios title and they were going to bring in a three-way trios title as well, which I think is what AEW looking to bring in. But obviously this is specifically would have been for uh, the Cruiserweights. Um, the problem is I'm, I'm glad I just wanted your views on it, but 
the problem there's is, too is many that titles. there's too many titles, but also I don't think there's enough established, oh, well, there isn't any more anyway, but I didn't think there was enough established stars in 205 Live to warrant people to be champions. There was enough tag teams. They had the Bollywood boys, they had Tony Nese and Aya Davari, but Tony Nese at the time was tagging with um, Drew Gulag. Um, they had um, a few people who were intermet- uh, intermeshing together. You had the Lucha House Party, um, you had Noam Dar and Leisha Fox. I know that would have been a bit strange at the time. Um, but yeah, they had a few people they could mash together. They're doing it with NXT. You look at NXT, for example, and they've got the women's tag belts. It's been around for two months and it's changed hands four times. And I think if you've got the NX, you've got 205 Live and they've got tag team belts, they're just going to be changing them for the sake of it. But it works in New Japan. They've got the junior um, heavyweight tag titles, which work quite well. So I think they could try it and it works. But actually, I'm really glad that it has. they haven't tried it and they haven't processed it, to be fair, because 205, I tried my best to try and watch it. I tried my best to keep up with it. But if they had tag belts as well, it'd just be one of those questions I ask on the quiz and you guys wouldn't know the answer to. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, the only title I could see that like needs extra titles is maybe NXE UK, because you just have the women's and the World Heavyweight, the British Heavyweight Championship. You don't really have a mid-card title on um, NXE UK. I mean, Jordan Devlin had the Cruiserweight title for a bit, but... You got the Heritage really... Cup. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. But I would like there to be like the European Championship instead of the Heritage Cup because I'm old school. I just want the Heritage Cup to be the Heritage Championship. The bit that gets me, I know you guys don't watch um, NXT UK, but he walks around with this massive Andre the Giant trophy. Is that a trophy, yeah. And he's got to try and get it in the ring and he, like try, roll it underneath. It's really difficult. And he's walking around with this massive trophy. Put it as a belt. Everyone else has a championship belt. You're carrying around this massive trophy that has Akid written on it. And now you've got Tyler Bate written on it. Okay, cool. It's a cool looking what, trophy. What's the still... point of it, though? What is the heritage trophy? What's the meaning behind it? So it's Heritage Cup rules. You know the uh, the British rounds rules. Where yeah. It's like um, six rounds. Uh, first person to two pins wins, uh, or some, or you can win um, with submissions, or if you knock your opponent out. But they're six three minute rounds, um, and they've got very a much world of sport type rules. Yeah, they've got yeah. a bucket in a corner and a jug of water. Um, and it's it's just a shorter way of doing it. it makes it more compelling. It didn't work with uh, Cassius Ono and yeah, uh, well, we the other that. dude, but there, it does work because there's some people like an Akid who do quite you know they do quite well in the Heritage Cup rules, but then he faces someone like a Walter um, in normal rules and he gets absolutely squashed. So they just gave a um, chance to someone called Jack Stars. Uh, last week, and he actually put in a really good showing. But it's it's a different way of formatting a match. Um, I think they had uh, Dave Mastiff on there, and he ended up breaking his nose, and they had to they pass it as a knockout with TKO, and it stopped the match because he broke his nose in round two. Fair enough. Nice to see them bringing a bit of realism into it. I mean, yeah. if it works, it's it's the type of thing that's only going to work for NXT UK. Yeah, you bring that over. There was rumours that they were going to try and bring it over to normal NXT, but it took me a good two or three Heritage Cup matches to actually get used to it. And I think with the Americans, you're going to have to do it for a solid couple of months. And all they're going to be doing is Twitter trolling it, complaining about it. So it might be a little bit too hard for the, the USA fans. The brawl for all. Yeah, the brawl for all. The barbed wire death match with the. the did you see it? That Tony Khan commented. Yeah, I was just he, he, got, said that. Said he got a full days. refund for a hundred thousand dollars to set up that barbed wire death match. And when the explosion it's didn't go off, he was like, "I'll have a full refund," <laughs> and he got it all back. They look. They were so embarrassing though when you had those little sparklers. 
So, so embarrassing. It he said, though, it's not putting them off. He said they are going to be doing another one. He didn't say when, but he said they're going to do another one. Who's going to well, be in the next one? Well, that's... A... It's going to be John well, Moxley, I, I see on the dirt sheets they want Onita versus John Moxley. Ugh. Well, you mean bulked up Sam Roberts? <laughs> It'll be... <laughs> Fan favorite John Moxley versus heel Hollywood Perry. <laughs> the only thing I think that would freshen it up is if you had someone like a Britt Baker showing how hardcore she is and whack her up against um, not Riho, but someone like um, what's that other girl who she's facing at the moment? Um, the one who's, who's with Vicky Guerrero, um, Nyla, Ro- Nyla, Nyla Rose. Rose. Yeah, yeah Nyla, Nyla Rose, Rose yeah. and Britt Baker in a death match. That That'd would be interesting. Be I'd, I'd be interested in seeing a women's death match. I mean, somebody like Jim Cornette would hate that. So I'd be interested <laughs> to see what his thoughts are on it. But I, I do like, we've mentioned it before on this podcast, we're big fans of Britt Baker. Um, you can have someone like a Thunder Rosa. I mean, she is incredible. Um, she'd steal the show with her as well. Um, she's somebody I'm surprised hasn't been snapped up by him. Yeah. And she, I think right. she'd be up for it as well, Britt Baker. I mean, she... She's had a fair few injuries already, hasn't she? She had the. Did they not have like a no holds barred match, Britt Breaker and somebody else a while back? I think so. Yeah, I think she did face Thunder Rosa as like a big grudge match, but those two are many. Was together. it not like a lights out match or something? Did they call it where they said it was technically like after the show? And, well, that uh, was against. Um, that's what I'm on about. The time, weren't it? Uh, Ayashira. Ayashira, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. she could do something like that. She'd probably do the the death match side of things. It'd be great. But, I mean, I don't mind John Moxie. If they said it was um, Gage um, versus um, John Moxie, that would bring mm-hmm. in a lot of the, you know, Nick Gage versus John Moxie would bring in the crowds from all around the world um, and it would put a focus on it. But something's going to happen with Nick Gage soon. If WWE, mm-hmm. unless WWE get him and tone him down or AEW bring him in and just okay. go, go loose, why not? It, it worries one of those... Nick Gage. Sorry, oh. go on, Jamie. I was going to say, like, you always associate matches with us. A- particular superstar you think of Helena Cell you think the Undertaker he was in like the first eight Helena Cell matches weren't he you think of Bardwai you think Terry Funk or Cactus Jack so surely to establish John Moxley as this hardcore wrestler or however he wants to be unstable as he was in WWE I think he's probably going to be in like the first three or four of them maybe yeah it makes sense you're not doing anything else you um you mentioned Terry Funk. Have we seen the sad news this week about Terry Funk? Yeah. He's allegedly in um, an assisted living complex yeah. um, for people with dementia. Um, yeah. There's been a couple of conflicting reports. I've seen a couple of things. I think Tommy Dreamer might have put something out today to say he's n- calmed down everybody. He's not as bad as people are saying. However, if somebody's now in an assisted living home for dementia, you know, whilst it might be okay at the moment, it's obviously got to a point where he's had to be moved into this accommodation and unfortunately things are only going to get worse. And, you know, it's just, it's such a shame, you know, to look back on a career like Terry Funks and the types of things we've just mentioned, the death matches um, that he went through, you know, the matches in Japan, matches in ECW and then coming over and kind of having like a revitalised career in the Attitude Area with... WrestleMania 14, WrestleMania 14, exactly. There's people in there! My God, there's people in there! (laughs) What's Um, so funny about that? And you just think, you know, it's... I, you know, I remember watching him on Beyond the Mat and he was retiring for the 400th time then yeah. on Beyond the Mat and, you know, he looked like he was knackered and he probably wasn't even that old then. I mean, how old's Beyond the Mat now? That's got to be over 20 year old. 98, weren't it? So he was probably 50-odd then, so yeah, be in his 70s now. 
and it, it's not great to see anybody go through something like that. But you know, a great man like that, and the the history of the business that he'll have, and the knowledge that he'll have, and the stories he'll be able to tell. Unfortunately, they're just going to be lost with time now. Yeah, it's a shame. You know, living legend, uh, but I hope he I hope he keeps well. Exactly. We all wish him well. Guys, next week it is our 25th episode, 25 straight weeks of doing Grapplecast. I mean, look at look at the uh, just look at this for a segue. Because <laughs> we go from the 25th week anniversary for us next week to this week it being the 25th anniversary or 25 years of the NWO. And I think the network have got some sort of shows yeah. planned, haven't they, for this week? They put something on the, uh, last night because I went to watch Raw Talk and it, they had something that was three and a half hours, NWO's oh. best matches. My gut reaction was like, who has three yeah. and a half hours to watch that? And then I went, Actually, yeah, I probably will watch that in a little bit, to be fair, because yeah. there's a lot of stuff like the Finger Poke of Doom, which is absolute garbage. But you know what? Uh, WrestleMania 18, you had Scott Hall versus Steve Austin, one of my favourite matches. So I'll quite happily watch it, see all of the shenanigans that they have. It's interesting, isn't it, to see the comparison to the NWO and WCW and the WWE, I mean, how well it started off with, you know, the outsiders, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall coming in, Hulk Hogan being the third man. Um, and then, obviously, the maybe couple of years where they had a real great prominence on the programme, and then it started to decline when everybody just effectively defected over to the NWO. And there was hardly you were either with Sting or NWO. Yeah, or yeah. NWO, yeah. There's about three people left on the WCW roster. I mean, it did change the business. I mean, when the outsiders first come in, you're like, we're... we're, we're, we're we, you know, they basically said we we are them without saying WWE. Like we're we're taking over. Yeah, you know then, who I am, but you, you know, don't, don't know why right. I'm here. Chico. What in the hell is he doing here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did change the business absolutely, and you know, Hulk Hogan's in heel. You know, it did shock everyone, and yeah. it was great. But as you said, like yeah, they was just like. They were, just milk, they, milk, they, they were milking it for all his worth. They were flogging the dead holes. I think Jericho but even said in his book, didn't he? He said, they even said that this one week, we're just going to whack you in the NWO. He's like, no, just keep me out of it. Like, you have enough yeah. people in it. It's not going to suit my character. Towards the end, they went red, didn't they? They went, like, red yeah, and white. Yeah, pack, wolf pack. The wolf pack. Yeah. That theme music, though, is still brilliant. Doom, 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 doom. Oh mate, I love it. Wolf you, you look at you look at how obviously they declined towards the end, then WCW folded, and then it was about a year later when obviously the contracts are run out through Turner for Hogan and whatnot, and they were able to bring them back, and it was just awful that was a great promo with vince there <laughs> saying he was the wwf at the time has got a cancer and it's rick flair and he needs to inject a lethal dose of poison to get rid of the cancer and he spun that chair around and it was the nwo <laughs> logo and people were absolute mental they announced that they were debuting at um no way out it was pay-per-view before mania and um it, it it was awful. And then they tried to do like the massive Hogan thing. You yeah. know, Shawn Michaels turned and joined the NWO, and it's like, all right. <laughs> you just bring in. They should have just brought them in to come in and kick everyone's asses and destroy everything. That's the NWO, but they came in and cut this promo and 
it doesn't work when they're coming in as a heel faction and Hogan's making an appearance for the first time in now with many years in WWF because he was just getting cheered, cheered, cheered a bit like at WrestleMania 18. Um, he was just lucky that at WrestleMania 18 he had an opponent like The Rock. He was so clever to be able to flip that role reverse and almost turn heel because let's be honest, they were going into that match as The Rock as the face, Hogan as heel. Soon as the bell rung, the crowd flipped. And they both thought on their feet, and that was the brilliance of that match. The match, technically, is not great at all by any stretch of imagination. In fact, it's awful as a technical wrestling match. Damn face. But it is. It <laughs> it's is, one of the best WrestleMania got... matches of all time. It, it is storytelling, icon the icon. For the storyline and the crowd, actual, it's not a technical wrestling match. Of course it's not. What's your favourite WrestleMania nobody... match of all time? Now? I mean, you've got, two act- you've got two actors in there. You've got the guy from Suburban Commando and the guy from Welcome to the Jungle in there. Thunderlips versus the Tuffy. <laughs> My favourite <laughs> WrestleMania match is Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle, but that's a different matter altogether. Um, okay, what was the finish? Shawn Michaels lost. See, everyone remembers the, the finish with the Rock and Hogan. Like, you know, it was reverse, like, um, Rock Bottoms, reverse leg drops, each other doing each other's finishes. And then the I Rock actually got the didn't team know then what happened. But they like, got bottom him and people yeah. elbow. Yeah, but it's yeah. one of the best matches of all time. WrestleMania 18 is one of my favourite WrestleManias of all time. And that NWO thing was great. And we had the Scott Hall versus uh, Steve Austin match on there as well, which worked out well. But like you said, you were looking at it six months later. You had Booker T join in. You had Big Show join in. X-Pac came back and he joined. And they were saying sure, that Booker Michaels T... Michaels came back and became a member. Yeah, they just fizzled it out then, didn't they? But, um, I mean, didn't really work yeah. long term. You talk about that. I, I, I didn't know the ending to that match, but I think we all take our own private like memories. If I told you what was the ending to the Shawn Michaels Stone Cold WrestleMania 14 match, you, pro- you probably might not know, but that's my favourite WrestleMania match of all time. Yes, I but know I, what it I, was. I, he goes for the stunner, then he goes for the super kick, and then he goes for the stunner again, and he got him! No, he goes for the super kick, he catches it, spins it him spins round. Him around. Spins him around, yeah. What a finish. He got him. beautiful. And Mike Tyson comes in and goes, <laughs> it's the quickest recount you've ever seen in your life. Except when Earl Hebner does that fast count for Jericho. To Jericho. No, it's too but, I mean, fast. I'm surprised you didn't mention that when we were talking about the NWO, because when the NWO, the Outsiders, as they were known before, Hogan joined 25 years ago today, gave us one of the greatest edited promos of all time now, because you can't really see it. If you go back and watch it, it's all edited. It's not in there now. But if you go back and watch it now, unedited, Kevin Nash comes in and goes, so this is where the big boys play, huh? Look (laughs) at the adjective. Play. We ain't here to play. Play is an adjective. (laughs) That's why they cut it out. Now when you watch it, it goes, so this is where the big boys play here. We ain't here to play. (laughs) That's what they said. (laughs) <laughs> and one of the greatest promos of all time for all the wrong reasons, just like Scott Steiner's um, The Numbers Don't Lie promo. Everybody loves that promo. But <laughs> it's 25 years ago today since Hogan leg dropped. Was it Sting? It was Macho Man Randy Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Mendes. 25 <laughs> years since The Bash. It's just, uh, you can't forget that commentary when he's coming out. It's Hulk Hogan. Here he is. His, but whose side is he on? What the hell are you talking about? He says. <laughs> and and then, he he's the third man. Considering, again, he was the biggest face in all of wrestling. Everybody loved Hulk Hogan. 
and you can see it all. I know it's been spoke about so many times. It's one of the most pivotal moments in wrestling history when he did make that turn and turned heel. And everybody's just throwing everything in the ring. Uh, the camera goes over. There's women crying in the <laughs> audience. It, it's just a great moment in wrestling history. It's 25 crap. years today. All of the crap in this ring represents every single one of these fans out here, Mean Gene. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> just imagine if that had never happened. There would, there would have been no NWO. It would have just been the outsiders as they were. There would have been. It like, would have, but it would, it would have changed. been Robocop instead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that changed the trajectory of professional wrestling as a whole. You know, the. the probably been no monday night war hogan would have probably fizzled out because he was just being the happy go larry face and people starting to get sick of it you know there's so many things that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that and you know as much as it died off towards the end and the nwo now is celebrated for all the right reasons if that hadn't have happened you know half of things that we see today wouldn't have existed for sure quite incredible right shall we quiz it joe have you got a quiz for us this week I have a quiz, and Ooh. because there's many in the bank coming up in a couple of weeks, it's all to do with ladders or ladder matches. Oh, blimey, that. What about stairs matches? What about <laughs> the NWO? Tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so it's, there's 10 questions on ladders or ladder-related questions. So, the first question... The first, what was the first WWF ladder match and who was in it? Oh, right. Now I'm gone. Is this the first televised one or the, the first, first one ever? The first one ever. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Question number two. Who has the record for the most ladder matches? And for, an, for a bonus point, how many were the end? Sure. Let's go for that. Yeah, I'll go for that. I will, yeah. Okay, in question three. In TNA, what is special about the Ultimate X match? Uh, well, in general, or... Yeah, okay. Well, it's a version of... A Don't give too many clues. No, 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 I know. I'm just trying to... Yeah, okay. But, gonna... what, but what's so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what is the stipulation of the Ultimate yeah. X match? Retardation. <laughs> <laughs> yep, okay. Question four. What was Edge and Christian's Lucha Libre alter ego called? <laughs> four. Ne ne never forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Question number five. At the first Money in the Bank pay-per-view, who won the Money in the Bank contract? And I, there was two people, so I'll give you a point for each. At the pay-per-view, yeah? Sorry. The the oh, you're going to have to repeat that. Sorry, the first ever Money in the Bank pay-per-view, who won the Money in the Bank contract? And there's two people I want to point... You get a point mm -hmm. for each. Okay. So it's not the first ever Money in the Bank, it's the pay-per-view. The first pay-per-view. Sorry, Joe, you're going you're gonna to have to repeat that again. I lost you a little bit. Say that again. <laughs> I know so, it just... so the first ever Money in the Bank pay-per-view... So yeah. I know Money in the Bank was invented before, but I'm talking yeah, specifically yeah, yeah. about the first pay-per-view. Yeah. Who won the... The briefcase, and the, uh, there's two people. I'll give you a point for each. All right, okay, yes, no, I get you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got it. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. Uh, question number six Who has been in the most many in the bank matches? Four. Ooh. 
probably not who you think, so I'll go for that. I'm pretty sure I know this answer because I was doing quiz preparation for myself and I came across this answer. Uh, I could well, say that and I'm completely yeah. wrong. But... So, question number seven, we're going to go to Many in the Bank and the Pandemic. So, in Many oh, in the Bank... God. Many in the Bank 2020, we all know we was in Titan Tower, but can you name me any of the non-competitors who we saw in Titan Tower, the people who weren't actually in the yeah. match? So there was lots of cameos in that match. Can you name me any of the people who we saw? What, do we get a point for each one we name? Yeah, I've got one. Uh, I've got six down here, so if you can name any one of them. I think we only get one point. Or we get, we get a point for each. We get a point for each. A point for each. Okay. Yeah. Four, four so one far. point for naming them all. Yeah. I got four so far. <laughs> oh, I think I only got three. Yeah. Mm, that's a good question. Oh, I'll go for. I've got five. Uh, I'll go for that. Five. Yeah. Don't oh, fuck about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number eight. Uh, what WrestleMania was the triangle ladder match between Edge, yes. Christian, and the Dudleys? We know that. Oh. Straight away. Okay. Question number nine. On Raw, in, on Raw 2002, Jeff Hardy faced RVD and the Unify two titles. What titles did the Unify? Hmm. Oh. I know one of them. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, question number ten, nice and easy. In the TLC match, what does TLC stand for? Nice and easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was literally really struggling in the last one. I was like, oh, I'll put that as the last question. On number nine, what were the two competitors, RVD and who? Jeff Hardy. Uh, RVD and Jeff Hardy was on that one, I think. Yeah, wasn't Harvey. It? Yeah. Harvey. Harvey. <laughs> And it was a unification match. What titles were the unifiers? It's annoying because there's two. There was two unification matches. That's in that fine. <laughs> but I think right. I got it. Let's do this. I've got a good feeling. I don't. But uh, let's do this. Okay. So question number one: What was the first ever WWF ladder match? Which order are you going? Taron, me, Dan. Uh, yeah, Taron, Jamie, Dan. Yeah. The first ladder match wasn't what people think. It wasn't televised. It was Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. Correct. There we yes. go. Good. Jamie's lying. Jamie so put no, WrestleMania one, 10. One point, How do I know? Yeah, the first ever WWE ladder match. We've got Jeff Hart, uh, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. That's one point, yeah. Cool, yo. Good. Uh, this one's a two-pointless. Um, so who has the record for the most ladder matches and how many have they been in? Uh, I, I, I edge and I put 11. No idea. No. I put edge and 12. <laughs> <laughs> no. 10. Uh, Chris Jericho, 16. No, it's Jeff Hardy and he's at 12. Whoa, I got 12. That's a point, you don't get man. a point for 12. You have to I get the person. No, you have to person. I think it's fair to give him a point for that because he got 12. Hey, okay. I think that's, that's just picking a number. I think that's fair because you said there's a point for each. You get a point for the name and a point for the number. So I think Jamie deserves a point because he got the number. Disgusting. Oh, fine. Okay. It's fair. It's fair. Okay, question number three. In TNA, they had the Ultimate X match. But what's so special about the Ultimate X match? 
You have to Taren. climb up and shimmy over the rope to get the X. You yeah, don't I, I described it as like there's ropes from each over. Yeah. So yeah. you're technically not allowed to use ladders, but actually ladders, in, yeah. one, in one of them when they were going through the Dixie Carter and Bischoff thing, somebody actually did use a ladder and people were kicking <laughs> off. But you yeah. shouldn't use a ladder. That's just yeah, you're not allowed to use a ladder. You just but they have across, they have yeah. technically done that in one of the uh. matches. Do we get a point for that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're you're going from each corner. The after. Do I? Do I get a bonus point? No. Um, <laughs> the answer I got. Down Twelve. Is, the answer I got down is you're not allowed to use a ladder. You have to use the rope above the ring. So if you've got yeah. something like that, you get a point. But technically, yeah, they did cool. use a ladder in one of the matches. Oh, I'm just going to throw that yeah. out there. It's TNA. Don't care. It's fine. Um, I care. Uh, question number four: Edge Christian. What was Edge Christian's Lucha Libre alter egos called? Los Conquistadores. Correct. Los Conquistadores. See. Good. See. Right. Uh, question number five. I think I confused everyone. Uh, the first Money in the Bank pay per view. <laughs> who won the Money in the Bank map, uh, contract? So there's two answers here. I get a point for each. I said The Miz and Kane. Correct. Both. I two also points. said The Miz and Kane. He's lying. He's lying, Joe, just to try and get more <laughs> points than me. <laughs> Okay. Don't say correct straight away because then we'll just go, yeah, 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 it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I had that too. <laughs> but uh, I did have missing Kane. Me too. Uh, <laughs> question number six, who has been in the most many in the bank matches? Karen. Uh, no idea, put Kofi Kingston. Jamie. Jericho. Dan. Kane. Yeah, Kane. Hey. Kane's been yeah. in the most Money in the Bank matches. It's got to yeah. be Kane. It's got to be Kane. Seven, seven times Kofi Kingston was number two. Oh, um, question, right. question number seven. Um, going back to the pandemic, um, uh, when the bank was held in Titan Towers, can you name me any of the non competitors? Six. six who we saw in Titan Towers. Can you tell me? Who I could be were? completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure I remember seeing these. Um, one Taren. Taren. I, I, I don't know. I put Doink, I'm sure he was one, yeah. or, or a version yeah. of Doink. It wasn't Doink, obviously, because I've got Doink, head. yeah. Vince McMahon. Yeah. I put I, I, IRS or someone like that. No. And I know Bruce Pritchard was one of them, wasn't he? Not yeah. as Bruce Pritchard. Not as Bruce Pritchard. As Brother but... Love. Yeah. As, uh, yeah. yeah. So I got three then. Uh, Jamie? Yeah. So I had uh, Doink, John Laurinaitis, because yeah. he's in his little motorized vehicle, Brother yeah. Love, Vince yeah. McMahon. Yeah. Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. And Ted DiBiase. No. Um, Boogie, <laughs> Boogeyman. <laughs> no, so it was... Um, and Briscoe. No. Ah. So it's um, Doink... Don't Stephanie, hear all my answers, it's fine. It's Doink, Stephanie McMahon, Paul Heyman, John Lord Douglas, Vincent McMahon, and Brother Love. Paul Heyman. Ah, oh, Paul Heyman. Of yeah. Was. Okay. I thought that was a good question, so I thought... Are you sure Ted DiBiase didn't try and buy it off someone? No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, um, well, what WrestleMania was the triangle ladder match? 17. WrestleMania 2000, which was 16. 2000. Yeah, WrestleMania 2000. Oh, oh well. yeah, you said 16. what year, didn't you? So I just put 2000. Yeah, 2000. <laughs> yeah. 17 down was TLC. Yeah, oh well. Yeah, 2000 it was, yeah. Uh, question number nine. On Raw 2002, Jeff Hardy faced RBD for unified titles. What were the titles they were unifying? Is this just for one point, I assume, this question? Yeah. Yeah, um, Intercontinental in the European Championship. Yeah, correct. European Intercontinental. Yeah. 
Uh, question number 10. Nice if, you, if nobody gets this right. Um, but in, in the WWE pay-per-view, what does TLC I got for? it right. It's tender loving care. <laughs> no. Tables, ladders, chairs. Yeah, cool. chairs. Right, let's have a look. Lovely. Do we get a point for number five? No. Point each? no. Yeah. As in yeah. the two winners. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. One, two, three, four. I got 12, I have. Oh, I got 11. 14! Hey! <laughs> For hey. what? A Google? Because, uh, I, got, I got five of those people, didn't I? And everyone forgets Stephanie McMahon. She's there in the boardroom going, you got to get upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> she, picks up the, she picks up the briefcase, asks her thinking she's won it. And like, no, it's on the roof, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's update the table then. That keeps Taron on two, Jamie now on <laughs> uh, Joe on four, Jamie now on six, and Dan still on at nine. Who's bottom? Bradley. Yeah, yeah, Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty four, sure he's got uh, more points than you. He probably still has got more points than me, even though he's not been on the podcast for the last fifteen episodes or whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, lads, is it is it coming home? It is coming out home. It's time I'll to tell go you what's coming home. Roger Federer's out of Wimbledon. I did just see it. Yeah. Oh dear. He played terribly though. Well, don't He's you worry. Awful. I've just seen the team sheet for the England game tonight, and don't you worry, it's He's coming out this time next week. Um, yes, he is. Um, we will be this, European champions. <laughs> this time next week, we'll be on the podcast, and we will have won the Euro. I'll ask you the question though: If you don't get through the semi-finals, you have an open top best. <laughs> we're not doing a Wales. No, we're not doing that. And additionally, if we don't win tonight, I shan't be watching the third place playoff game because I can't think of anything. There is one. There is one in the Euros. Yes. Yeah, there is. It's on Saturday. Is it? I'll tell, sure? you, I'll tell you now. I'm sure Saturday. I got my Sky Q. I was looking. It's not on the BBC schedule. I'll check my Sky Q now. What's on the schedule? Have they not changed? Have they nope, got rid of it? I mean, got, he's, got, he's got his wall chart behind him. We've got hey, Darkest Hour is on half past seven. And then we've got oh, a new film. show on called the, the Void with Ashley Banjo and Fleur East. And then new Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is on at night. Oh, good. Yes, yeah, no, there is there no, is no third, third place. place. There's a, a third-place America third place. Oh, place that's Friday probably night. what I read then, yeah. Or no Friday way. night, sorry. And Saturday night, Sunday morning, is the Copper America final. But, yeah, there's no Euros third place. So, <laughs> we're out tonight. It's over. The dream is over. We won't be, though, and we'll join you You've all next week. You've got to hold it here to get it. That's all right. You've got to hold You have right, to just go around the back. Just before we go, Dan, where can people follow us, see us, share us, all our business? Yeah, man, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We always like your comments and your reviews and your memes and making fun of us. We love all of that sort of stuff. But get us on the usual places you get your podcasts. As Joe says, your Deezers, your Apple Podcasts, your Spotify's. Anyway, you get your podcasts, really, or listen to us directly off the, the link that we post as well. We post it every Thursday, so have a listen. And more importantly, tell your friends. Absolutely do, and you can follow us at GrappleCast Show. Anything further from any of you lads this evening? No, no, nothing more. Don't, just drink, drink. Don't drink and drive, and it's coming home. It it's is coming home. Neville up. to Campbell, Campbell to Rio, Rio to Scozy, Scozy Gerard. It's Gerard to Hess. I've lost it. Gerard to Beckham. Hold one arm drag. Rep screwed. Rep. It's me, Austin!
I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Number four, armbar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? <laughs>